0: ClickFunnels is one of my go to tools because it does so many things so well. Obviously, it does sales funnels and it's amazing at that. It also has wonderful order forms. I host all of my courses there and I've never had any problems with that. It's an amazing tool if you're a course creator, and I want to empower you to use it properly by giving you some really cool things when you sign up using the link I'm about to share with you. I'm going to give you all of the templates that I'm using, using really well with Piano in 21 Days, my online course, and I'm going to Give you some training on how to use ClickFunnels as a course creator, so you'll get all that for free when you sign up for a free trial of ClickFunnels using the onlinecourseguy.com/slash-click. This episode is also brought to you by Bonjoro, another one of my favorite tools. I use Bonjoro each and every day to send a personal welcome video to my new signups for my online piano course. In fact, I had several people sign up yesterday. Here's somebody named Pascal that signed up. So I just opened up my app. I'm going to hit record now and do a Bonjoro right now. Hey, Pascal, this is Jacques. And I just wanted to personally welcome you to Piano in 21 Days. Thanks so much for signing up for the ultimate package yesterday. I'm so glad you signed up. Good luck to you. And I look forward to chatting with you more as you go through the course. So now Pascal has a personal welcome video from the guy who is in the videos of the course he's about to take. And how exciting is that? I know anytime I've received Bonjoro's, starting an online course, I've been blown away as well. So you can get started with a free trial of that by going to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's bonjoro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. This is the Online Course Show. I'm your host, Jacques Hopkins. And here with us, as usual, is our co-host, David Crozy. Hey, what's up? And we are pumped up. We are excited to dive into all things online courses with you today. This is episode 131. Welcome, David. I'm super pumped for this episode. Thank you. Definitely. What's going on with you, man? How are you holding
1: up with this global pandemic? Uh, I'm in really good spirits. It's a sunny day up here in Iowa. Uh, a little bit west of Chicago for the people around the world, but yeah, I, I mentioned last week I had gotten two course sales in my little my launch, and I got one more by the end of the day, so twelve hundred dollars in the sales, and then finally I actually have my deadline funnel running, so I got a, a group of people going through there, so super excited about that, and I got to tell you, I really feel like I have just the mother of all lead magnets. As far as like, if somebody hits the page, I think that they will click through. I was in a group, it's called Modern Chiropractic Marketing. Again, my course is Marketing Strategies for Chiropractors, specifically this Lunch and Learn component. But the organizer of this larger Facebook group, he said, what do you want to know about? And the top three things were personal injury attorney marketing, medical doctor marketing, and then Facebook ads. And so I basically... My my main course isn't about those, but I was able to offer like a valuable lesson on each of those. So I'm I think I'm gonna actually run some Facebook ads to this and just see see what happens. So right on, right on. Well, do you need a you need a recommendation for a Facebook ads person?
0: No, I'm gonna do it yourself <laughs> do when yourself. it comes to that. <laughs> I know I'm just messing with you. Eventually you'll get there. You know there's there's a couple of recommendations I have for people that maybe you're listening to this. I've I've used Monica Louis in the past who has been on a past episode. She's wonderful to work with. And she and her team just do Facebook ads. And then there's also a Chanel tool of conversionowl.com who does... She, she's just great with analytics and just really geeking out in the data. And she does all a lot of platforms, YouTube ads, Google ads, Facebook ads, Bing ads. And so I recommend those two people. Anybody out there looking to do some Facebook ads or... You could do it yourself, which I'm not a fan of, but I've seen you do some of that. And you're 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 better at you're better at that than me, for sure. My, my sister is a very accomplished artist. She's she's I mean, I'm biased, but I think she's phenomenal. And a lot of people think she's phenomenal. And anybody can check out her stuff at Denise Hopkins dot com. She's a very accomplished artist. In addition, in, in addition to selling her artwork, which she does a lot of that, one of her income streams is these live weddings. And I may have talked about this on the mm. podcast before, where she goes, she live does a live painting at a wedding. Well, all, obviously, that income stream is is going away right now or it, it doesn't exist right now. In fact, she's supposed to be getting married herself next month which is of course in jeopardy. But she I've been I've been I've been getting like talking to her about online courses for years. And so finally like a couple days ago she texted me she's like, "Hey, I think I'm ready to, you know, start talking about online courses seriously. Like let's let's meet up and figure this out." Because it would be just another phenomenal income stream for her. And she's so personable. She'd be great on camera and she's, she's great at what she does. One thing in her background several years ago is if you've ever heard of, you know, those, those deals where you can go. And, and bring your own wine and paint. There, there's a bunch of different names, painting mm-hmm. with the twist, painting in Pinot, those types of things. She used to work at one of those, and she was one of their best people, and they would actually send her out to all kinds of places to do training when they would open new ones. So I think she could kill it with an online course, and it's a great time for it.
1: That's awesome. Well, I saw your brother-in-law was in the uh, yeah. Facebook group saying he's thinking about making a course too. So is that, is that future brother-in-law, or do you have two sisters?
0: No, that's my wife's sister's husband. Oh, got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been hitting me up recently as well. And it was funny seeing his post in the Facebook group, the online course community, which is free, by the way. Everybody should be there. If you're listening to this podcast, you should definitely be there. But he made a post and then a bunch of people responded immediately, including you and a lot of great people. And I think he was he was surprised at the value that all you guys were bringing to me and he was like wow this is this is awesome i think i need to move forward now Mm -hmm. so that's really cool all right and and look i made a note here you mentioned deadline funnel you're probably on the free trial because if people use my link that jack Bourne helped me set up you get a 28 day free trial and so i imagine you're still haven't even paid for deadline funnel yet correct awesome so deadlinefunnelcom slash slash ocg awesome cool anything else no, what's been going
1: on down in Louisiana?
0: Man, we're just humming along. We're doing our thing, you know. Kids obviously aren't in school, so we've got our pretty regular routine going. My wife is killing it as as a mom and a, and a and you know she's got a, she's the chef, she's the mom, she's the she's the teacher. She's she's wearing so many hats right now, and she's doing a phenomenal job. And my course is just humming along, man. It's doing as well as ever has done in terms of any metric, right? Revenue, number of course sales, number of happy students, testimonials coming in, just praise for the program. It's just, it, it's in a really, really good place right now. And I've, I've already easily surpassed the, the best month ever in terms of all those med- metrics and just about to cross over something that I didn't know I would ever be able to do. And that's a six figure month no way yeah
1: congratulations and it's only the 21st
0: well we feel like it's for
1: sure gonna happen we're recording this on
0: you know i don't want to count my chickens before they hatch as they say right and we're recording this we usually record these about a month before they're actually released so it's late april right now and i'm about at 95 okay So it's, it's looking good. Yeah. You know, those live webinars helped. There was a, there was a period, I think I might've talked about this last week, but I I sold 84 copies of my course over a three day period. So that really helped. And then that went to a launch. I did like 10 K 10 K and then like seven K over the course of three days of doing the live launch. And then, you know, the open card period was there and I did did really well throughout that. And then the last day, the closed card day, I did about 9K. So there were some really big days there. It's just all added up and it's just blowing me away. It's amazing. But I am saving as much of that money as I possibly can, emergency funds and whatnot. So it's just it's remarkable. But I don't want, I don't want the you know, just dollars to be the the key metric in my business either, and I'm getting more like I said more testimonials I've got a couple of amazing video testimonials have come through, and just really trying to monitor student success and As I look through it, I feel like you know i I had everything really dialed in going to this whole thing, and I feel like I'm mm-hmm. being rewarded for it right now, and my students are being rewarded for that right now too, and if you're not. If you're not succeeding right now or you're not succeeding with online courses, one message I want to to remind people of is is that of simplicity, right? Think of it like this. There's not that many components to having a successful online course business. You've got to have traffic, got to have traffic, obviously. You've got to have some sort of funnel. Now, it could be incredibly simple or it could be complex, but you have to have some sort of funnel and you have to have a course, right? Traffic. A funnel, and course. And in addition to those three things, I would say the most important thing would be student success and testimonials. So there's really four components there. And if things are not working for you, then it might be all four things, or it might be one of those four things. And if any one of them breaks down, then you're going to have a problem. So I would start with the whole student success thing and testimonials. It's like, are you regularly getting high praise for your course? And are you able to post that high praise in public places? And if not, that's a major problem, right? So is and at the end of the day, that is telling you if your course is dialed in. Do you have a funnel that's regularly converting? And then on the front end, the traffic, do you have a consistent stream of traffic? So just think about it in those high, broad categories and do an analysis and see where the breakdown is happening and dial in one of those at a time and then move on to the next one. Fortunately... I would say all all four of mine right now are very very dialed in, and that's why things are going so
1: well. Have you thought of a way that you could celebrate? I mean, that is a big accomplishment. I mean, we kind of things are uh, shut down a little bit, but is there something that you could uh, celebrate that with?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get we're going to get a very nice bottle of champagne at the end of this month from a place that we have been before, basically where they make Dom Perignon, just to celebrate. And and once again, the celebration is not just about money. You know, me and my wife have talked about this about how we need to celebrate things like this, but, but a lot of people are struggling out there too. And I just, I wanna celebrate a lot of things. And I have, I have a way that I'm thinking of that I wanna celebrate it with other people too. And I'm not, not ready to share that yet, but I'm excited, excited to, nice. um, to share that. So that's what's going on over here, man. The next thing is let's go ahead and jump into our win of the week. I've really been enjoying this segment. I've got another one, another audio message from somebody who I know pretty well. I'm in a weekly mastermind with some really cool people. A shout out to Nick Loper of the Side Hustle Show for putting that together. It's Nick and myself and Jonathan of the Choose FI podcast and Dr. Ryan Gray who teaches people, teaches students to get into medical school. And then there's Steve Young, Steve P. Young, not to be confused with the former former 49ers quarterback, which you're not a sports guy, David, so I don't even know if you knew that, but Steve Young is a very famous name. And he runs a, a site called App Masters, and he teaches people to succeed with, with apps in the app store. And so historically, most of his revenue has not come from courses. It's come from services like consulting services and, and things like that. And he's been going through my course lately. And he's, he's given some pretty positive feedback about the course experience. And he's had some really good results from it as well. And so specifically the phone funnel, and he was telling me about how great it's been working for him. I was like, man, like I'll, people need to hear this. Like, if you don't mind, share it in this one of the week segment we're doing. And he was all for it. And so let's, let's go ahead and play it and then we'll talk about it on the back end. So without further ado, here's this week's win of the week.
1: What is up? It is Steve P. Young from appmasters.com. And since implementing Jock's phone funnel launch sequence, I've been able to convert over 80% of my sales to my online course. It's been a game changer for me and something that I really resonate with because I get to really talk to my target audience, hear their pain points, and see how I can customize a course and consulting to help them succeed. So thank you, Jock, for sharing your course with me. It has been a game changer. Go check it out. It is the Phone Funnel Launch Sequence.
0: So thanks again to Steve for providing that. He's, he's been having success with the phone funnel, man. He's, he's so pumped about getting on the phone with people and doing his sales that way. What do you think about that?
1: It was awesome. I agree. I mean, it's a powerful thing. Everybody should at some point in their course journey, uh, jump on the phone and it can lead to more sales, but also just really find out exactly where they're at and what they need help with. Yeah. And he he was able to convert his very first one. Like he was he was nervous about it and he
0: went into it and he after he got the actual sale, he contacted me directly. He's like, Hey Jacques, your first one converted. This is amazing. I love the phone funnel, which is in the course. You know, you can find out more about that at the dot com and click on online course accelerator, which is uh it's not gonna be around forever, it's not gonna be free forever. I've got some some things up my sleeve that I'm excited about. But one more funny thing, you know, I mentioned that Steve Young is a is a is a famous football player, not not this Steve Young. Steve Young, this Steve Young is a famous app consultant. But there was about a, about 5 days ago a guy signed up for my piano program and his name is Nolan Ryan. And <laughs> and he, does that name ring a bell? I know that one. Yeah, that's a famous baseball player from back in the day. And one of my good friends is a moderator in the Facebook group for my piano students, so those that purchase. So he sees the names when they when they are requesting to join the group. And he's like, dude, is this the Nolan Ryan? And I was like, no, it's not the Nolan Ryan. The very next day, he sends me another text mes- message. I look at it. He goes, Bobby Knight with like six uh, question marks. And so in back-to-back days, I had Nolan Ryan sign up and then Bobby Knight, who's a really famous basketball coach. And of course, neither one of those are, you know, the Nolan Ryan or Bobby Knight, but it's just really funny sequence of events. And then we start talking about Steve Young. And there we go. So maybe maybe one day one of those super high profile guys will want to learn piano.
1: Yeah. Just don't get in the way of throwing chair. Right. Oh, look at you, David. <laughs> you know, who A Bobby Knight bit. is, too. Yeah, like, he's up. I in, don't wa-
0: he's up in your you know neck of the woods. Uh, he was he was the Indiana coach, I believe.
1: Yep. I don't watch the games, but like, yeah. I I still see some of the drama, I guess.
0: (laughs) And that was me interested. That was from many years ago. All right. Well, we've we've spent enough time on the intro. It's been a lot of fun. But the core content of today's episode is a conversation with a lady named Tracy Goodwin. It was a wonderful conversation. She used to be on Udemy and it was very interesting to hear the reasons that she moved off of Udemy and she's still very successful and has a very interesting niche as well. So we're gonna play that interview. This whole thing is called an episode and David and I will be back on the back end to discuss that a little bit more. So let's go ahead and get into the full conversation with Tracy Goodwin right now. Hey there, Tracy. Welcome to the Online Course Show. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Why don't you start by letting us know who it is that you help and how it is that you help them?
2: I help, that's the hardest question. I think that'll be the hardest question you ask me. I help entrepreneurs and business executives and leaders around the globe who want to make a bigger impact with their message by changing how they use their voice, by moving out the sounds that are subconsciously sabotaging their success and really driving their message home and getting more of what they want faster.
0: Okay. All right. So you entrepreneurs and, uh, and people running a business to change. All right. Go, go, go through that with me a little slower. I want to really understand who this is that you're helping.
2: So executives, entrepreneurs, really anybody, and that's why I said it was probably the (laughs) hardest question you would ask, because what I teach is called psychology of the voice. Okay. And after 30 years, what my research shows me and what my work shows me is that there are things that are coming out of our voice, specific sounds that are sabotaging our next level of success. So am I making the impact? Am I, am I making you feel what I want you to feel? Am I captivating you? So people, really anybody, any of these business people, executives that want to take their message and they want to get faster results, they want to make more money, they want to make things happen on a whole nother level. Simply by what we're hearing in their voice.
0: So is this as simple as, and by the way, I just got like super nervous that you're just going to be like (laughs) ripping me apart throughout this whole conversation now. So are we talking about things as simple as constantly saying, um, and filler words, or is it a lot deeper than that?
2: We can definitely look at that, but we're talking deeper. Let me give you an example. That's the best way for me to explain it. There was a, and I could give you examples all day, but I was recently working with a girl who was in online sales. She worked in a call center and on one phrase, she was asking the people to fill out an application and I could hear in her voice the sound of this is going to be a complicated process I removed that sound and overnight, people started sending in applications faster than they ever had. And it was because the subconscious of the listener was literally processing that sound and they were then thinking, oh, that sounds like a hassle. I'll get to it over the weekend. And they were never getting to it. So it's for for selling. It's for people leading teams. What are what are they hearing? What are they processing? Are they doing what you need them to do? Or is there some sound that says you don't really want them to do it?
0: So let's tie that into what you're offering and maybe specifically an online course offering, because this sounds kind of like something where you would need a pretty high level of interaction. So you could really understand what the individual's problem is. How are you doing this with an online course?
2: That is such a great question. And that was honestly one of the hardest things to figure out with regards to an online course. I wanted an online course because I wanted to reach the most people. And so when I actually started doing courses, they were much more generic of like public speaking, like the but when I really got into psychology of the voice effect as a course, what I had what I had to do, because yes, the interaction and yes, my ear, but what I had to do was really hone in on what is causing these sounds and alert people to stop doing those actions. For example, if you're in the future I am going to hear a certain sound. So that's the way I teach in the course is, yeah, I can't address your exact sound because I'm not with you, but I can tell you all the drivers, all the mental things to shift so we can move those sounds out.
0: Okay, so take us back in time to when you decided you were going to turn this information and knowledge that you had into an online course. When was this? What was your process like? And tell us about that very first sale you might've had
2: seven years ago. And online learning was just, I don't know, maybe it had been out, but there was a a very popular platform. It's still around.
0: And I don't know, am I allowed to say it? I'm going to guess it's Udemy. and, and, And absolutely, you can.
2: Yes. Okay. So it had just come out. And of course, I was I had been working online with people already for many years via Skype, via zoom coaching people. So I was, I was familiar with the online scene and this came out and this, this Udemy. And so I was hearing a lot of buzz about it. And back then when you loaded courses online on Udemy, you could charge whatever you wanted, 200, 300, 700. There, there were all of us back then. It was a very, you know, I don't, I, it felt like a small group of us were really charging wonderful. You know, it was so wonderful. And so I thought, good grief, I've got so much to teach. And and one of the things that I want to do before I leave this planet is touch the most amount of people to help them see the power of their voice. I am so comfortable on camera. I've been coaching celebrities. I was a television actor. Let's go. This is I, this is calling my name. So I, I put a voice Quote, I put a voice course up first. I ended up with four, five, six courses, and boy, it was great. The first of every month when those checks came in, and I'll never forget. I think the the biggest defining moment was that first month when, yeah, I had filmed the courses. I had spent days filming the courses and writing the courses and all of that. But to get that first check that was several thousand dollars was like.
0: I had arrived, <laughs> you know, it was so wonderful. Wow. So uh, it sounds like we started in relatively the same time period. I mean, I got I got the idea for my online piano course in 2013, early 2013, yeah. and I didn't really know about Udemy at the time. Online courses weren't near as popular mm-hmm. um, as they are today. I went the route of going to, on my own domain, domain, and when I launched my course, it wasn't a super success. Uh, w- was it easy to get those first initial sales on Udemy because you had the power of their marketing?
2: Yeah. And that's why I did it. I I really, I really was more inclined to go the route you went, but I was nervous about my ability to market. I was nervous about my, I just, that's, you know, I know what I'm good at and I know where I need to to learn. And I was really nervous that I could make that happen. And there it was sitting there they were going to do all the marketing
0: well i mean your first check you said was in the order of several thousand dollars so obviously it was it was essentially an instant success what for you was it as simple as uploading some videos some lesson plans and so on and and they kind of took care of the rest or was there more to it than that
2: no i planned the courses i shot filmed the courses i loaded the courses i collected the checks it was just
0: that simple. (laughs) Well, I don't have a course on Udemy. And most of the people that I've had on the show that, that have had success on Udemy, you know, they, they end up just having a lot of sales at like $10. And I've purchased a lot of courses on Udemy. I've never spent more than $10 on a course on Udemy because it's so easy to just punch in the coupon code. They always have it available and it's $10. It sounds like that wasn't always the case. Do you remember about when that switch may have happened
2: pretty early on I want to say that I had a good year and I don't know that I was I feel like I got on Udemy the first year it was out maybe I didn't but I I really feel like I got there from the beginning and it was about a year and then that coupon thing started now we had always had the ability to offer a deal or but it was within our control and what I, and and that was ultimately why I left, because for me, it was about, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but this, it was, for me, it was about very much about quality. I really was invested in what I produced and my courses, you know, had 60, 70 video. I mean, they were huge courses. I was teaching everything. And then when it would, Everything was discounted to $10. And so you're ultimately looking at $5 a course. And I'm sitting on a 25 year body of research, two master's degrees, extensive research. I, I struggled with that. I'll be yeah, honest. You, you I struggled to, with
0: it. You yeah. wanted to be paid what you felt like yeah. your information was worth. Okay. So when, when is it around when you made the, the transition away from Udemy onto your own, own platform, own domain, and how to it go?
2: I want to say that I went back and forth on trying to decide what to do for almost a year. In my heart of hearts and in my gut, I knew I had to go. But I ran back into that fear of I don't know how to market a course. I don't know how to do it. how are how are people gonna know who I am? How are they gonna find me? And so I guess probably another year went by and I, I just I couldn't look at it anymore. It had gotten to where it just broke my heart to see that this happening. So I pulled all my courses and I start and I and I had six, seven, eight, nine courses going at the same time. And I pulled it all back to one and then I had two, and then I had three on my own platform. And since then, I mean, things have even changed again now that I've redone Psychology of the Voice Effect, and it's really my main course. But I moved them over to my my domain, and it was harder. I'll just be honest with you. I had been spoiled, you know. It was harder, but to me, it was worth it. 100% 100% because now I could charge what I felt like this training was truly worth and and I I had peace about it. I didn't have peace about it before.
0: So how much is your course now today?
2: Psychology of the voice effect is
0: 9.95. And how are you selling it? Are you using a funnel of any sort or is it just, you know, sales page on your website?
2: It's sales page on the website right now. Because again, like all marketing and things like that funnel scared me. (laughs) But I actually am having a funnel built now, but it's literally been done through social media. I have a really big referral business. And so I take, you know, I have a lot of calls where I I lay out, okay, this is what it costs to work with me one-on-one, but this is what costs to to work with me in a group. And this is, if if that doesn't work, then we've also got this option. Mm -hmm. So I funnel a lot of, you know, just from my own traffic, from my own social media, from my own referrals, I funnel people to it.
0: Now, so you have so you have multiple multiple ways you can help people. Even to this day, it sounds like you have a, a one-on-one program, a group coaching program, and the online course. Is that fair to yes, say? Yes, that's fair so, to say. So you you get people coming to your site interested in in any of the three, and is it, it are you getting on the phone with people sometimes to to talk to them about working with you, and, and then you kind of see which one's going to be the best fit for them.
2: Yes, and sometimes that happens via email. Sometimes it's a discussion via email, but a lot of times it's a 15-minute jump on a call. Let's see what works for your budget. Let's see what works for you. Let me hear your voice and I can direct you in the best way to go.
0: So you mentioned that you have a lot of referrals, a lot of word of mouth traffic. Other than that, how are are people finding you?
2: The strangest ways. (laughs) 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 You know, I have a podcast, which has been phenomenal. for for traffic for people to find me there were many several years where the majority almost all of my business that didn't come from referrals came from my podcast but now i'm much more active on social media i run facebook ads i run people you know I'm, i'm much more visible than i ever was so people people find me and i get a lot of generic searches too people you know putting in a search for improve my voice youtube is also has also been a really good place of success for me that is where i probably if i had to line it out i would say that the majority of my course purchases actually come from people off of youtube either YouTube or the podcast, they have been really, both of them have been really excellent sources of traffic for me. And I've not really until recently invested a ton of time or money in that. It's been very organic.
0: So early on, you said that you got into online courses because... You wanted to be able to reach more people and spread this message to more people and scale it better. Um, but you're still doing you're still doing one on one. You're still doing group group coaching. What do you get more excited about these days? When somebody signs up for your course or your coaching program? <sighs> Okay, that's now the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me give you a little frame of reference. I mean, I don't really do a lot of one-on-one coaching anymore. I was doing I was doing a good bit because I could, you know, I could work with somebody one-on-one. I could really see exactly what I was helping them with. I could I could give them dedicated advice on their online course, but that doesn't scale very well, as you know. And so I rely more on on course sales and more, I guess, more generic information uh, out there because it just gives me more freedom and and more scale on my side. So I'm curious your take on that since you're doing both at this point.
2: You are 100% correct. And that's actually the place that I have come to in the last year, which is one of the reasons why I redid Psychology of the Voice Effect, the entire course, redid all the videos is because that one-on-one is so labor-intensive, and so where where the number of people that I worked with, and the and the scope of people I worked with one-on-one three years ago, has changed dramatically. It is I have niched down to a very small group of people that I will work with one-on-one, and that's it exactly because it's the for from a time perspective. I generally funnel people into the group or into the, the course sales. So to, to go back to your question, I don't know. I, I get excited about all of them and I'm leaning towards thinking maybe I might even get the most excited about people buying the digital course now, you know, because I know that they're going to learn and I can support them in a way that's not a massive time investment like my one-on-one coaching.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right. So you mentioned Facebook ads a little while ago. Are are you running those yourself? Or do you outsource those?
2: I was doing them myself. I am a massive course investor myself. Okay. And I spend an absolute small fortune on coaches and mentors and programs. One, because I love to learn. Mm -hmm. But two, because there are I know there are some things that sometimes you have to scale up. That in the beginning, okay, maybe I needed to play around with this a little bit, but then I'm also really good at knowing what I'm capable of and what I'm not. So while I started doing Facebook ads on my own, I have now, based on and based on a great mentor, not just random poking at straws out there, but really working with a system that I learned from a really great mentor. But now my schedule is so full that, that I actually outsource. I outsource a lot of stuff now.
0: Oh, good. Okay. So how important do you, how important to your success do you think having all these coaches and mentors and online courses have been to to your success? I think it's been uh, phenomenal. Mm -hmm.
2: I think it's been phenomenal. Sure. There's investments that I've made that I've thought, I don't know, did I really get, did I really get what I, wanted out of that course. But I have invested in some phenomenal mentors over the years.
0: Are there any, are there any that you wouldn't mind sharing, whether it's a, a guru, a person, or a specific course, or even a book? Any, any resources that really jumped out at you that you'd recommend?
2: Absolutely. My number one, well, they're tied. They're really tied. But Brandon Lucero, who does the Video Forex Effect, has been one of the most phenomenal, impactful mentors of my life. Not only he as a person is incredible, but his program is incredible. And I knew that I, I was selling something that people didn't always recognize the max value in, especially the way I approach it. And so Brandon's a messaging specialist. He's a messaging expert. And I have adored working with him. The other one would be James Wedmore, who is phenomenal, phenomenal coach, phenomenal program, phenomenal systems. He's my systems guy. He's my business guy and, and just adore him as well. So I would highly recommend both of their programs.
0: James Wedmore is one of the guys that I was following early on years and years ago, specifically, I think originally he was, he was kind of a video guy in general. Is that somebody that you've worked with one-on-one or you've just kind of purchased some of his courses?
2: Well, I, with James, I, 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 bought BBD. His signature course now is a uh, business by design. Mm-hmm. So I know when you're talking about when he used to be the YouTube guy, right. and he was great. I mean, he's just great. But now his signature course, it, it doesn't have a one-on-one component, but it does have a group teaching component to it you know, if you will, he gets on, we get on a zoom call and he teaches and he coaches and, and the same with Brandon, although with Brandon, I am in his mentorship. So I have had, I did buy in and do one-on-one coaching with Brandon.
0: So, uh, what, what about like a really cool experience or purchase you've been able to, to do or to make as a result of having an online course business?
2: Well, in addition to wanting to have wanting to reach so many people, I'm also the single mother of a special needs child and online courses provided me an incredible opportunity to provide things, uh, things for him like private school. So while I didn't take a fancy trip to Hawaii or a cruise around the world, online courses provided me an opportunity to positively impact my child's life in ways that I never, ever, ever could have done without them
0: that's amazing. That's, that's truly amazing. The the power of, I mean, you putting yourself out there seven years ago and, and being an almost instant success on Udemy is amazing. And, And obviously you weren't able to stick on that platform forever, but you made it work, you know, even beyond that platform as well. So now here we are in 2020 and it sounds like you're still making sales. You're still very successful and still very fulfilled in what you're doing. If you could take all the information you have now and go back to 2013, when you first got the idea for an online course and kind of start over. Over in 2013, what would you have done differently?
2: Not put 70 modules in a course for one you know i i because i love what i do and because i'm a giver and because i want i want to teach and change the world sometimes i can overgive and so i would have had more of a strategy about this is what they need don't overwhelm them don't roll the tv podcast voice change everything the whole world take it on all in one course there would have been more of a system of this is your core this is your foundation this is where we start Now, if you want to specialize in maybe how you how you use your voice on video, we've got that now. Or maybe you want to know exactly how to do your podcast. We've got that. So that's one thing that I would do differently is I wouldn't I wouldn't fire hose people with my knowledge again.
0: Is it is it mainly because that strategy of just having too much information just causes paralysis in people and they don't actually take the action because it's so much? I think so. I, I actually, think so. I actually pride myself and my, like my piano course at being as short as it is. Not only is it piano in 21 days, it's a 21 day program, but each lesson is like 10 or 15 minutes. It's really not a whole lot. And so people will come at me and be like, look, Jacques, you know, there's this, there's this other course over here and it's, it's got way more content. You know, it's got 70 hours worth of content and it's a lot cheaper than your course. You know, why should I buy yours over mine? And it sounds like, it sounds like that's not as important. In fact, having a shorter course could actually be helping you serve people better.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. And there's so much I've learned over the years. You know, I mean, I, it, was, it was unknown territory back then. I filmed and went. There were, I didn't have a mentor then. I didn't have an online, you know, this is how you do online courses. It was, it was just the Wild West back then. But now I've learned so much more that that is one thing for sure that I would do.
0: All right. Next, let's get into some tools and tech. So you've you've obviously moved away from Udemy and now you're on your own own platform. What what tools are you liking today in your online course business? Whether it's online course platform, email autoresponders, and so on.
2: Well, I use ConvertKit is my auto is my autoresponder. That's how I manage all my emails, and I love that. And for I'm just now moving into uh, learn learn dash
0: learn dash. Sure.
2: Yeah and that was at the advice of i just have a brand new website built and at the advice of my web designer so we're in the process right now of adding even more of my courses to learn dash mm-hmm. and i'm i'm really happy with that i like super user friendly i'm not good at tech I'm not, I'm not, I don't have patience. i have patience all day long with you on your voice, but patience to figure out an autoresponder, no. So I find those, I find both of them very, very simple to mm-hmm. work with, which is in my eyes, if they, that's it right there.
0: Well, I got to be honest with you. I'm I'm pretty good with tech. And, and even still, I love, you know, user friendly. So that all that all sounds good, good to me. I, I don't I hate when I try out new software. It's just like you cannot figure it out. I definitely have had my fair share of struggles with that. In fact, back in 2013, when I was going to launch my course for the first time, I, I ran into an issue at the 11th hour with my, you know, course hosting platform. I just could not figure it out. And I had to switch at the last minute. And I totally agree with you there. Totally agree. Oh, my gosh, I would have freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so for those out there listening that maybe are more in the beginning stages of the course creation process, maybe they just got the idea for something, they're hearing about all these success stories and they're motivated, but they're you know, maybe struggling with the, the, the correct steps to take, they don't wanna make the wrong move, maybe scared to put themselves out there. What advice do you have for those beginning course creators out there?
2: Well, I have several things. First, Mar- Marie Forleo is the one that says the phrase, start before you're ready. And I think that there's so much merit to that because you could sit around and try to get it perfect for the rest of your life before you roll it out. And not that I'm saying just slap something out there, but but give yourself a little bit more credit than you might be giving yourself. We fear judgment. And and that's literally a trick of the subconscious and know that judgment is not real, that there is an audience, someone's out there waiting to hear your message. And so, I would definitely say on the front end, get really clear on, on what you want to put out. Break it down into an outline. Break it into modules. What does it look like? What do you, what do you want it to be? Definitely do that front end work. And then go to filming. Go to filming you know, you're not going to have it perfect. You know, even just looking back over my courses, I just gotta laugh. You know, I just have even, even me who does this stuff for a living, even me who no problem with video. I see how much I've improved over the years in content and flow and, and teaching. So just get a clear idea on what you want and start filming.
0: I think that's great advice. I think it's rare that people are truly ready for the, for, for, for an online business, for an online course, for putting themselves out there like that. But part of the process of becoming ready is, is by doing it, by, by actually doing it. So hundred percent Tracy, this has been a, a pleasure to get to know you and your story a little bit. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Where is it that people can, can find your stuff online and connect with you online?
2: com is my website. And Most of my social media is Captivate the Room. My podcast is Captivate the Room. A couple of my social medias are
0: Tracy Goodwin. But for the most part, Captivate the Room is the best place to find me. Outstanding. Tracy Goodwin from CaptivateTheRoom.com. Thank you so much for your time today. All right. That's going to do it for the conversation with Tracy. David, welcome back. Thank you. Man, I I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one. You know, the, the thing about Udemy jumps out at me, how... That's how she got started. It was really interesting because she got started right at the same time as me. And I don't even think I knew about Udemy at the time. I don't think that's one of the options I was considering. But a lot of people, you know, some of those early people that found success on Udemy made a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And she's one of those early people. She was able to charge hundreds at first, but then, you know, she was so proud of her product. And then because she was on somebody else's platform, she was forced into charging $10 for a course instead of hundreds of dollars. And that's no fun. Nobody likes that.
1: No, exactly. And yeah, they they just kept driving the price down, it sounds like. So I never knew that Udemy at one point, you know, course instructors would sell courses at $500. That was interesting. Now, you said that you don't have a Udemy course. I thought at one point, you talked with a guest and added a little bit of a, a small teaser course to Udemy. Yeah, I did. What I
0: did is on my Piano in 21 Days site, the free opt-in is is the five-day workbook, learn 36 popular songs in five days. It's basically the first five days of my course in a workbook. And so after talking to, I think it was Jeremy Deegan uh, many episodes ago, he was suggesting you could put kind of small courses on Udemy as, as a source of traffic and lead magnets. And so I put my first five days of videos in a course on Udemy and I actually charged... I think the price point was $20. And of course, most people could get that for $10 just because that's just the way it works. And just, you know, you got to test things. You got to try things, test things. I put it out there and it did okay. And, and it actually brought in maybe $25, 30 a month, which is, is not much in the grand scheme of things. And it wasn't getting me very many leads and it wasn't getting me very many leads that converted into sales. So I left it up for probably a year, and I just recently maybe a month or two killed it because i'm I'm not a fan of just having things out there in all these different places if they're not truly working right I mentioned mm-hmm. simplicity early on and I'd made it an executive decision like look this is not worth you know this this little piece of of my energy in the world this it's just not worth it it's not serving people the right way and also there's I don't think Udemy wants you to be on their platform just as a source of of leads. And so there's a there's a moral thing there, too, in respecting their platform. And so I decided to just kill it. I have great traffic from coming from other sources. So that's that's the story of my course not being on Udemy anymore. Mm
1: -hmm. I was thinking just as we were talking about Udemy just dropped the price and how important it was for her to build her own platform. But you had kind of a sing- similar experience just recently with Amazon Amazon Affiliate, didn't you?
0: Yeah, they dropped the price on people, unfortunately, or not the price, but the percentage that they share with their affiliate. So I get a decent amount of money each month from recommending pianos and keyboards to people, and that, that percentage for musical instruments dropped from, I think, 6% to 3%, so cut in half. Fortunately, it's not a huge percentage of my revenue, so it doesn't affect me very much. You know, I told that story a few episodes ago, how I actually forgot about my Amazon revenue for a while. And so I know for a fact that in the past year, I earned about $9,000 from Amazon affiliate income because that's how much I forgot or, or wasn't granted to me each month and they had to just give it to me in a lump sum. So that 9,000 is going to turn into 4,500 over the next year, but I'll more than make up for it in core sales. But you know that's a lesson in diversifying your income too. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So there, there are certainly some companies that are fully reliant on Amazon income. They're fully reliant on other people and other companies and they're going to get hit hard by that for sure. All right, keep moving forward here with our takeaways from this interview. You know, it's interesting that she still makes sales of her course over the phone. You know, we talked about that in the intro with Steve. She's doing it too. This is not this is not some rogue thing that hardly anybody's doing. People are still selling online courses on the phone, including Tracy, and it's such a great experience. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that a little bit already with Steve's story. I thought it was interesting that. Tracy really says most of her traffic comes from YouTube and a podcast and and not really paid ads. And that's, that's what I preach. Like, look, pick a platform like a YouTube, like a podcast and stick with it, put out consistent, authentic content. And that's a great way to get traffic into an online course funnel and then to your course. Definitely. Next takeaway from me and feel free to jump in anytime would be, and this was a big one, man, what her course allowed her to do. Right? So, For some people, it's travel. Some people, it's quit your job. This and that, and, and obviously, it can be a big list. For her, you know, I, I wasn't expecting this, but a single parent of a of a special needs kid, it allowed her to pay for the necessary
1: schooling. How amazing is that? It's super cool. Yeah, that was a kind of send shivers down the spine moment. It was very cool. Yeah, really cool. And and the last you know big takeaway
0: for me is what she said that she would change if she could go back and do it over again. And she said she wouldn't have put as much stuff into her course. It wouldn't <laughs> have been as long. It wouldn't have been as much content at first. And she talked about the reasons for that. And I couldn't agree more. Your course doesn't have to you know have everything in the kitchen sink in it. It's just got to be able to take somebody from an A to Z transformation. You just got to exactly. think about... What do you want? What's your ideal customer look like going into your course? What do you, what do you want them to look like when they finish your course and put inside your course the necessary step by step steps to make that happen? Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, the one other thing I wanted to chat about, it's a little bit of a tangent, but as soon as I heard what her course was about, I was like, I wonder if she coached Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. So, are you familiar with the Theranos story? No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. So, this is basically me trying to convince everybody to read this book. Theranos, well, the, so the book is Bad Blood. And I always say, like, my favorite books are unbelievable nonfiction. So, true stories that when you read the book, you're like, oh, my God, this has to be made up. Oh, kind of like Tiger uh, King, right? <laughs> very much so, yeah. So. But this Elizabeth Holmes, she dropped out of Stanford at like 20 years old, 21 years old. And her concept that was that she was going to revolutionize blood testing and basically create this device that would that would be able to run like 200 tests on a pinprick of blood. And it was revolutionary. She basically this book, if you read it, there's all these lessons that apply to anybody that's trying to start a business and start a movement. So she got the Stanford professor on board behind her mission. Once she got him as like social proof, she ended up with this like board of directors that included like former U.S. Secretary of Defense, former Secretary of State, former U.S. Senator. She got all these super high profile people that were like on her board, billions of dollars invested. And so at 24 years old, this company got up to a nine billion dollar valuation. And she her her personal net worth was at four and a half billion dollars. But along the way, and this is where the Tracy Goodwin comes in, she basically kind of like she was this frumpy kind of nerdy blonde lady, but she decided she was going to kind of craft herself in the image of Steve Jobs. So she started wearing black turtlenecks and she took her normal voice and she dropped it down to a baritone. And so if you search Elizabeth Holmes voice, you'll get to see like all these conspiracy theories where like you know, they're like, this is her normal voice. And then this, she talks all low like this. And it was all about projecting this confidence and just influencing people. So ultimately the story, I mean, the, the book is bad blood, or if you don't feel like you want to read the entire book, the, the podcast is called the dropout, but essentially this whole thing, it got up to $9 billion valuation. And then people really started to look at the company. And it was a total house of cards, like this little device that they've They developed, they had it in Walgreens. It was only able to run seven tests, and all those seven tests had, like, really poor accuracy. I mean, people's lives were at risk. The whole thing crumbled. And so, by the end of it, you're like, is this lady a sociopath, a psychopath? I mean, there's lawsuits against her. It's, like, it's the most amazing book. But, yeah, when I heard she's, like, a voice coach and how she helps people have influence, I was, like, just picturing this this kind of arch-villain, this Elizabeth Holmes, like, calling... Calling Tracy Goodwin and being like, how can I influence people better? and Tracy's like you need to speak like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, hey, maybe Tracy did coach this Elizabeth yeah. Holmes, but but maybe uh, Tracy's not too proud of that if that's truly the story that happened, very interesting. But yeah, and and we talked, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about all these takeaways but never really mentioned much about her specific niche, which is very interesting about how she, you know, helps people with the way they speak and and how that influences what they're trying to do. Very, very interesting stuff and and you know, it kind of made me nervous at first once I realized that was her topic, I'm like, I just felt like she was going to be judging the way that I was speaking the <laughs> whole time, you know. So it was it was a good one, man. Any other takeaways? No, that's it. Cool. Well, thank you so much, David, for joining me for another episode. Thanks, to Tracy, for being here with us. Steve Young for contributing to the win of the week, and all of you guys out there listening to this. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as well. We're doing our very best to provide you. With you know free, authentic, hopefully helpful content here in the world of online courses, and there's more of that if you head to theonlinecourseguide.com. All kinds of resources for you there for your online course journey, and for all the notes and links from today's episode, you can find the show notes for this episode by going to theonlinecourseguide.com/slash one thirty one. That's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll catch you guys next week.